the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The phrase, the arm of the Lord, in verse 38, that speaks of God's power. When was God's power revealed to the people of Israel? Through the Messiah, through the miracles that Jesus worked. God revealed his power, the arm of the Lord, to the people through the Messiah, through the miracles that Jesus worked, and yet they rejected him. Even though they saw the power of God, even though they saw the arm of the Lord, they still rejected him. Have you ever prayed God would give you a sign to bolster your faith? It's a common request, especially for anyone who finds themselves in a desperate situation, wondering where God is and why he hasn't intervened. As Pastor Dan continues our study in the book of John in today's message, he'll point out that faith shouldn't be dependent on signs and wonders. To have faith is to trust God is working and will bring good from your situation, even when you can't see how. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John chapter 12, John 12, we're also going to look at Isaiah chapter 6, if you want to turn there as well. We left off in verse 37, John chapter 12, verse 37, where it says, but although Jesus had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. 
And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words as that which judges him, the word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father has sent, who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Well, just as a reminder, in chapter 12, Jesus enters Jerusalem for the last time. Uh, he begins his, his final week in Jerusalem, the Passion Week. It culminates with his death on the cross for the sins of the world, his burial and his resurrection. So we're we're in that last week now. Uh, if, if you look back at verse 36, the end of verse 36, it says, These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. And, and this statement brings the public ministry of Jesus to a close. That's it. Chapter 13 begins a new section in the Gospel of John. From chapter 13 to chapter 17, Jesus is alone with his apostles, with the disciples. Then in chapter 18, Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane and, and led away to judgment. So verse 36 marks the end of his public ministry. And then in verse 37 to the end of the chapter, we have what is a summary of the public ministry of Jesus, a summary of the public ministry of Jesus. Verses 37 to 43 summarizes the response of the public, of the people, to Jesus. And then in verses 44 to 50, we have a summary of the message that Jesus preached during his ministry. So, first you have a summary of the response of the people, and then you have a summary of the message that Jesus preached. Again, in verse 37, it says, But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. And this, this is the same response that the children of Israel had in the Old Testament to, to God, to Yahweh, uh, in the wilderness. Uh, back in, in Numbers chapter 14, verse 11, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me and how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? In the Old Testament, God did many miraculous signs that the people witnessed and yet they still rejected God. They rejected Yahweh in spite of all of the miracles and all of the signs. And here with Jesus Despite all of the signs and miracles that Jesus did, most of the Jewish people did not believe in him. They did not put their faith in him as their Messiah. Now, Jesus did miracles in great numbers. He did miracles of great magnitude, as we've seen in our study of the Gospel of John. He healed countless people. He healed sick people. He cleansed lepers. He restored sight to the blind. He, he restored hearing to the deaf. He made the lame walk. He expelled demons out of people. He controlled the wind and the waves. He walked on the water. 
Uh, He revealed to men their secret thoughts. He raised the dead, not once, but twice. And remember, Lazarus was dead for several days and buried and decaying in the grave when Jesus raised him to life. The Gospels tell us there were occasions where Jesus healed entire towns, all of the sick in a town, all of the lame, all of the demon-possessed. He healed an entire town in one night. In John 21, we're told in John 21 that if all of the miracles that Jesus did were written down one by one, John says that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Uh, The number of miracles that Jesus performed, the number of signs, it's innumerable. We just have a, a, a sliver in the Gospels of all that he all that he performed, the countless signs. Uh, And he performed these miracles openly, not in secret. He performed these miracles in broad daylight, in front of uh, thousands of eyewitnesses. And his his miracles, they're, they're described here as signs. They were signs that pointed to who he is, that he's the Christ, that he's the Son of God. In John chapter 5, verse 36, Jesus said, My works bear witness of me. My works bear witness of me. The things that I do, the signs, the miracles, they bear witness of who I am. Uh, In John chapter 3, when Nicodemus came to Jesus. Remember, Nicodemus was one of the rulers of the Jewish people. He was a religious ruler. He came to Jesus by night. And Nicodemus said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Nicodemus acknowledged that he and the other teachers and leaders of the Jewish people, they knew that Jesus was a teacher come from God because they said no one can do these signs that you do unless God is is with him. They, They knew that he was from God, but they didn't believe in him. John chapter 7, verse 31, the people said, when the Christ comes, the Messiah comes, will he do more signs than these which this man has done? They they knew that Jesus did things that the Messiah would do as promised in Scripture. Jesus did those things, and the people were saying, when the Messiah comes, is he going to do more than this guy's doing? In other words, this guy's got to be the Messiah just because of all the things that he's doing, all of the, all of the miracles. They, they acknowledged that, but they didn't commit themselves to him. They understood what the signs meant. They understood what the signs were pointing to. And that's what a sign does. It points you somewhere. In John chapter 9, verse 32, we have the man that was born blind. You probably remember that story. Uh, Jesus gave him sight. And the man said, since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. That man said, no one has ever seen a sign like this in all of human history. In John chapter 11, verse 47, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do for this man works many signs? The chief priests. They acknowledged that Jesus worked many signs. They saw the miracles, 
but they were not moved to put their faith in him as the Messiah. So as you go through the Gospel of John, you see uh, the miracles that Jesus performed and the people, they understood the miracles. They understood what they were saying about Jesus and who he is. Uh, in, In Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11, Jesus rebuked Uh, Three cities where he did the majority of his signs and his miracles. He rebuked them for their unbelief. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, it says, Then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. And he said, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven. Why? Because Jesus lived there. Capernaum was one of the towns where he healed all the sick people in that town. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. He says, Woe to you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven. You will be brought down to hell. For of the mighty works which were done and you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. So he rebukes Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum because he did the majority of his miracles in those three towns. And yet they didn't believe in him. They didn't put their faith in him. They didn't commit themselves to them, to him. As we read the Gospels, you know, we we can conclude uh, from the Gospel accounts that, that Jesus was rejected by the Jewish people not because of a lack of evidence, not because of a lack of proof of who He is, not because there were insufficient signs pointing to Him as the Messiah. Jesus provided overwhelming evidence during His ministry, but the great majority of His fellow countrymen refused to acknowledge His claim. They remained unmoved or indifferent to what they witnessed, to what they saw. The reason Jesus was rejected was because of the hard hearts of the people. That's the testimony of Scripture. Because of their hard hearts. Not not because of a lack of evidence. Not because of a lack of proof. Not because they, they didn't know what those signs meant. Or what they were pointing to. And what they were telling him. Telling them about Jesus, it was, it was their hard hearts and their stiff necks. They just refused. By the way, just like people today, 
It's just like people today who reject Jesus Christ, who are indifferent to Jesus Christ. Uh, It's because of the hardness of their hearts. It's because, as Jesus said earlier in the Gospel of John, they love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The Bible tells us that man is naturally rebellious toward God. That's man's natural bent is rebellion against God and against God's authority. And for many people, even most people, seeing miracles will not change their mind about Jesus Christ. For most people, seeing miracles will not change their mind. No amount of evidence, no no proof will change their mind. Because it's not really about proof. And it's not really about evidence. And it's not really about miracles or seeing enough miracles to believe. It's really about lordship. It's really about who is going to be Lord in their life. God or them? Who's going to be in control? Who's going to call the shots? And for most people, they don't want to surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And that's really what it comes down to. They might say it's evidence. They might say, if I saw a miracle... Or if I could see proof, or we can show you proof. We could take you to Israel and show you all the proof you want to see. It's documented miracles. It's not really about that. The issue is really lordship. And so although Jesus did many signs, we're told in verse 37, they did not believe in him. And then in verse 38, verse 38 tells us that Jesus' rejection by his fellow countrymen, it was actually predicted in the Old Testament Scriptures, that the word of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, notice what it says, they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes, and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn so that I should heal them. His rejection by the Jewish people actually fulfilled prophecy. Now, the Jewish people, of course, they didn't realize or understand they were fulfilling prophecy by rejecting Jesus Christ, but they they did. They did fulfill prophecy. So the rejection of Jesus Christ also demonstrates that He is the Messiah of Israel because Isaiah predicted that the people would reject the Messiah when he comes. And so his rejection is also further proof that he's the Messiah. Now in verse 38, Isaiah is quoted here by the Gospel of John, and, uh, and John's Gospel quotes from Isaiah 53 in verse 38. And if you're familiar with Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53 plainly describes the rejection of the Messiah, and even alludes to the resurrection of the Messiah. You have both the the, the, uh, rejection and crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, spoken of in Isaiah 53. In fact, Isaiah 53 is so clearly speaking of the rejection of Jesus Christ that in most synagogues today, they don't teach Isaiah 53. They skip it when they come to it in their reading. Because even to the Jews today, to most Jews, they, they, they realize it speaks of the suffering and rejection of Jesus Christ. So they just skip that chapter in the synagogues. 
And I want to just read a few verses to you out of Isaiah 53. They're familiar verses probably to to most of us here. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men. He's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely, now listen to what it says. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's describing Jesus as a substitutionary sacrifice for our sins. He's borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Our iniquities were laid upon him when he was on the cross. It's describing the suffering of Jesus Christ. That's that's the chapter that John's gospel quotes here in verse 38 when he says, Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The phrase the arm of the Lord in verse 38 That speaks of God's power. When was God's power revealed to the people of Israel? Through the Messiah. Through the miracles that Jesus worked. God revealed His power, the arm of the Lord, to the people through the Messiah, through the miracles that Jesus worked, and yet they rejected Him. Even though they saw the power of God, even though they saw the arm of the Lord, they still rejected him. Now look at look at verse 39 again. It's a very startling verse maybe for some of us. Therefore, because they rejected him, therefore they could not believe. They could not believe. It, it, it doesn't say they did not believe. It says they could not believe. Their, their ability to choose was revoked by God. He took it away. You see that here? Now, he quotes then from Isaiah, uh, in verse 40, he quotes Isaiah chapter 6. And Isaiah chapter 6 tells of God blinding the people of Israel because of their refusal, their repeated refusal to believe. And so I want you to notice the order here. Look at verse 37. It says, they did not believe. And then verse 39, they could not believe. You see that? Because they refused to believe and continued to refuse to believe despite all of the evidence, despite God revealing Himself to them, and they continued to refuse to believe, well then God at some point made them unable to believe. They refused to believe, and God made them unable to believe so that they could not believe. They no longer had a had a choice. Their their decision was set in stone. And John now applies these verses from Isaiah to the Jewish people in Jesus' day that had rejected Jesus Christ as their Messiah. The consequence of their rejection of Jesus is God made them blind spiritually. He hardened their heart. He made them unable to choose, unable to see the truth. 
If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings from 1 John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on media. In fact, there's an entire library of Pastor Dan's messages that you're welcome to listen to and even share with friends and family. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray, too, for your brothers and sisters in Christ listening along with you, that they would be protected from the enemy, and that the truth and blessing of Scripture would fuel their passion for following the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to pray. Though our time with you is at an end for today, we'd like to encourage you not to shut your Bible just yet. Continue reading in the book of 1 John, or take some time to explore any of the other 65 books in God's Word. Each one reveals new aspects of your relationship with your Creator, and will open your eyes to His purpose and plans for this world, and for you. We pray you are blessed richly as you continue an extended time of learning from Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today, and join us next time for another edition of Ring of Truth.